It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the dictionary. My name is still Spencer, and I am still the one reading the dictionary from the beginning to the end, from soup to nuts, from A to Z, from the start to the, what is that, for the alpha to the omega. All right, let's just get into it. The first word in this episode is diorama or diorama. D-I-O-R-A-M-A. But you can't say diorama. Diorama, diorama, yeah. Noun from 1823. One, a scenic representation in which a partly translucent painting is seen from a distance through an opening. Hmm. Uh, this seems very specific. I'm trying to think of through an opening. You look through an opening and there's a partly translucent painting. I think maybe we need to post a, a picture on social media about what this specific diorama is. You know, the first thing I can think of is you go to a museum and there's a diorama and there's a big old piece of glass in the front. I don't know if that's exactly what they mean here. I don't think it is. I think this is something a little bit more different. And then also there's the diorama that you make in a shoebox with uh, clay and maybe things from a model train engine kit or something. 2A for diorama, a scenic representation in which sculpted figures and lifelike details are displayed, usually in miniature, so as to blend indistinguishably with a realistic painted background. Uh, yeah, that could either be the thing in the museum. There are lots of dioramas of miniature in museums. There's full size as well. Um, yeah, it's kind of a combination. Like in my brain, I think of the thing that you make in your shoebox is miniature, but it isn't necessarily going to have a painted background. But the thing in the museum probably will have a miniature, uh, a painted background, but it might not be in miniature. But, you know, it's, uh, what does it say? It said usually in miniature. It's not always. And, you know, the lifelike painted background is there just to make you feel like, oh, it goes on for a while. It's a forced perspective kind of thing. There, it lives in this real, this, this world. 2B is a life-size exhibit. Here we go. As of a wildlife specimen or scene with realistic natural surroundings and a painted background. Yeah, that's the one I think of when I go to the Field Museum in Chicago. There's a whole bunch of those life-size realistic dioramas. And, you know, there's, there's, it's a little scene. It's a deer scene, and there's adults, and maybe the, the male is looking around for trouble. And then there's a baby, the fawn, and there's trees, fake trees, and the things on the ground. And, you know, they must have a whole lot of fun putting those things together. Dioramic. Dioramic. That is an adjective. Um... So, okay, what's the etymology say? It is from dia, it's French, first of all, with the dia prefix, which I would assume is the, the one that we've been talking about for days and days, which means across or through. But then they added the orama suffix, like in panorama or panorama, 
but it doesn't say like it doesn't mean anything and it doesn't say how the dia prefix is being used hmm so uh yeah i don't i can't really think of like why why is this word why is diorama diorama what's the what's the specification i don't know whatever let's move on the sound effect shall be the next word is diorite d-i-o-r-i-t-e it's not the soda pop diet right this is diorite noun from 1826 a granular crystalline igneous rock commonly of acid plagioclase and hornblende pyroxene or biotite who uh diuretic is an adjective okay so what what is going on with these words okay granular crystalline igneous rock igneous i think is um it's from the magma the volcano volcanic magma i think and uh commonly of acid plagioclase p-l-a-g-i-o-c-l-a-s-e i don't know what that is and also one of three things horn blend h-o-r-n-b-l-e-n-d-e horn blend pyroxene p-y-r-o-x-e-n-e i'm guessing fire is somehow related to that one or biotite b-i-o-t-i-t-e these must be all kinds of rocks or something uh let's see it's french it's from the greek diorizine which means to distinguish from dia plus horizine which means to define and there's more at the word horizon so the word horizon comes from the verb which means to define like the horizon is defined by maybe water and sky or something um and then if you add dia to the word define you have distinguish but how any of that's related to this rock stuff i'm not entirely sure that's okay the next word is dioscuri or dioscuri capital d i o s c-u-r-i dioscuri that's the first one i'll just say that noun from 1640 the twins the twins castor and pollux reunited as stars in the sky by zeus after castor's death and regarded as patrons of athletes and sailors i do believe that if you go to the show notes future spencer will have put a link there to where you can go read and learn more about dioscuri and um so it's interesting so there were twins castor and pollux i don't know who birthed these twins where they came from uh but after castor died it says that zeus sent them both up into the heavens to be uh to be stars is it one star or two stars? I think it might be two because it does say that this is noun plural, dioscuri. Otherwise, it might be dioscurus. And um, and they're the patrons of athletes and sailors. And why why didn't the, Zeus wait until both of them had died? Pollux is like, hey, I'm not dead. I don't want to be a star. Why are you sending me up there? It's cold. 
Okay, what, what else does the etymology say? It is from the Greek dioskuroi, which is literally, oh, literally sons of Zeus. So they were Zeus's sons from dios or dios, which uh, it basically means God, I guess. It's the ger- gerundive, some, it's the something of Zeus, dios, Zeus. It is akin to the Latin dios, which means divine, and then uh, dios plus curai, and curai or kuroi is the plural of kuros or koros, which means boy. So divine boys, that's what they were. Divine boys. There's more at the word deity and crescent. So divine boys, one of them died, they became stars. That's dioscuri. The next word is dioxane. Dioxane. Uh, it could also be dioxan or dioxin if you take off the E at the end. Noun from 1912. A flammable toxic liquid diether or diether, C4H8O2, used especially as a solvent. Dioxane. Next, beep. dioxide. Dioxide, noun from circa 1847, an oxide, as carbon dioxide, containing two atoms of oxygen in the molecule. So uh, yeah, it's, it's got it's got two oxygens, two oxygen molecules, uh, amongst maybe other molecules like carbon. Beep. The next word is dioxin. So we had dioxane, a n e, then dioxide, i d e, and this is dioxin, uh, just i n at the end, and they all have an x. Dioxin is a noun from circa 1919. Any of several persistent, toxic, heterocyclic hydrocarbons that occur especially as byproducts of various industrial processes and waste incineration. And examples of those industrial processes are pesticide, manufacture, and paper making. Uh, so there, when those things are done, a byproduct is dioxin, and it is toxic. It is heterocyclic, uh, persistent toxic. They, they, they're hydrocarbons that are toxic and heterocyclic, whatever that one means. And um, and that's that's that. Uh, it says especially TCDD. That's one kind of, I guess, one of these dioxins that has a name, TCDD. Uh, I assume when we get to the T's, we'll find that and there will be a longer name, uh, probably a very long chemical name that we won't be able to pronounce that gets shortened to TCDD. We are now on the last word already. We have two forms. Uh, The first one is very long. The second one is quite long. And then in the next episode, we will have the third and fourth forms, which are just crazy short. All right. The first form of the word dip. D-I-P. Oh, look at that. We hit the D-I-P section. Verb from before the 12th century, starting with transitive. 1A. To plunge or immerse momentarily or partially under the surface so as to moisten cool, or coat. 
And uh, the example of the surface, you're uh, momentarily or partially putting it something under the surface of what? Liquid. Liquid would be the surface that we're talking about. There's an example. Dip candles. You're dipping a thing, plunging it or immersing it momentarily or partially into the wax liquid. Uh, and in this case, you're not moistening or cooling the thing, the, the wick. That's the thing that you're dipping. Uh, you're coating it with wax. So then when you pull it up, you let it cool a little bit so it hardens, and then you dip it again, and that cools and uh, hardens. Then you dip it again, and you dip 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 and you dip, and then you got a candle. That's dip. 1B, to thrust in a way to suggest immersion. To suggest immersion? They were not actually immersing it anywhere, just suggesting it. 1C, to immerse as a sheep or dog in an antiseptic or para, parasiticidal solution. So if the dog or sheep or some other animal... Uh, maybe they got some parasites or something on them. You want to clean them from that. You dip them in this antiseptic or parasiticidal solution that's going to kill the parasites. Go ahead. Dip that sheep. 2A. To lift a portion of by reaching below the surface with something shaped to hold liquid. I feel like I said that weird. To lift a portion of, it's also just worded weird, to lift a portion of by reaching below the surface with something shaped to hold liquid. And the synonym is the word ladle. So you take a ladle, which is shaped to hold a liquid, and you dip it under the surface of the liquid, and then you lift it up, and it is now holding liquid. You are lifting a portion of it, uh, and that's ladling. You ladle with a ladle, and you dip. Dip it and dip it. When you dip, when I dip, you dip, we dip. When I ladle, you ladle, we ladle. To be, to take a portion of, to take a portion of what? The example is snuff. I don't know why this was, do you know what snuff is? I'll tell you. Snuff is, I don't really know exactly why this would be a thing, but back in the day, people would have a little box of snuff. It's like this little powdery stuff, and they would, I think I have this right, they would sniff it and then sneeze. And I always just thought this was so funny. I can't wait to get to this word. We can talk more about it. But yeah, basically they would, um, unless this is something different, but I don't think it is, they would sniff it and sneeze, and it was a fun thing to do. They liked it. I don't know why, but I guess they called that dipping. Uh, yeah, interesting. Now, there are other similar ways that we use dip, but for like tobacco, right? I think they call that dipping. Um, but actually, it could be the same definition. There might not be a separate one for tobacco because the definition is just to take a portion of. So you're just take you're dipping you're dipping your fingers into the stuff. You're taking a little bit. Of, you're just taking a portion of it. Same with uh, with the tobacco that you you just dip dip into it, grab a little bit, put it in your in your lip, and then your lip gets eaten away by this stuff and your gums and you get cancer. 3A for dip is archaic and the synonym is involve. 
So like if you're involving yourself into someone else's affairs, maybe you're dipping into their affairs. 3B, the synonym, oh, so this is still, is this archaic? I don't know. 3B, the synonym is mortgage. Hmm. It's like if you mortgage, mortgage a house, you're dipping into, I don't know what that means, and I don't know if it's archaic or not, because the word archaic is after 3A. It doesn't say 3 archaic, because that would mean that A and B are archaic. I don't know about this mortgage thing. Number 4A, to lower and then raise again, as in dip a flag in salute. It just gets lowered from the high top part of the flagpole, and then you raise it back up, and uh, it's just dipping. It's just down for a little bit of time, and then back up. 4B is chiefly British, and it is the number two definition for the word dim. Dim and dip. All right, we are on intransitive now for dip. 1A, to plunge... I think we're going to see a lot of similarities here. To plunge into a liquid and quickly emerge. Just a little dip. Maybe it's your body into the pool. Maybe you dip your toes to see what the temperature is. The pool, the lake, the something else. What is the temperature like? Let's, let me dip my toes, my little toesies in the water. 1B. To immerse something into a processing liquid or finishing material. What what would that be? I'm not so sure about finishing materials. Um, yeah, like uh, maybe if something needs like a like a shellac, a shiny thing, it's some. It needs to have a coating uh, to finish it off. You dip it in the thing, and then it's done. Two A. I just want to make sure that's where we were. Two A. To suddenly drop down or out of sight. Dip. Dip it. Dip it down. It, it's gone. It's out of sight. It's been dipped. To be is talking about an airplane. To drop suddenly before climbing. Um, I know that when you are in an airplane and you've got some turbulence, because the turbulence, uh, it's like different air pressures and stuff that when you're going through it, the, the plane might dip down quickly and then you have to come back up to that that height. Uh, I don't know if this is exactly what you're talking about here, to, to drop suddenly before climbing, but but maybe it is. Hmm. There must be some other context where a plane just goes down and then has to go back up. 1C, no, 2C, to decline or decrease moderately and usually temporarily, as in prices dipped. The price of gas dipped, and then it came back up again. 2D, to lower the body momentarily, especially as part of an athletic or dancing motion. Oh yes, we've all seen the dip, the dancing dip, where some person, they they sort of lean over, and then the other person uh, leans into the first person's arms and... Uh, maybe over their knee or something like that. And of course, stereotypically, it's the man dipping the woman, but we who cares about who's dipping who? It doesn't matter. Just if you want to dip, you dip. Then we dip. Okay, let's see. We're on 
Oh, I lost my place because when I start talking, I look away. All right. Number 3A. To withdraw a part of the contents of something by or as if by reaching down inside it. And this is used with the word into, as in, dipped into his pocket for change. He just put his hand down into the pocket real quickly and then pulled out some change if he had any change. Most people's pockets are filled with nothing. We don't have cash. We don't have coins. You dip it in for nothing. Also is in, dipped into the family's savings. We just had to withdraw just a part of the thing as if we're reaching down into it to take some money away. Hopefully we can put it back. Four, to examine or read something casually or superficially. And this is also used with the word into, as in, dip into a book. Just casually, maybe if I'm at the library or waiting for my teeth to be cleaned in the dentist or the doctor's office. Maybe there's a magazine or a book. I might just dip into it. Just what does this book have to say? Let's, let's look. Let's just open to a random page and read a little bit. Just a little book dip. Five, to incline downward from the plane of the horizon. Going, going down from the horizon is a dip. This might be about a plane too. Dippable is an adjective. Okay, those were all the definitions for the verb form. The etymology says this is from Old English dipon, which is akin to the Old High German topfen, which means to wash. Hmm, yeah, I guess if you're washing a thing in a, a big old container of water, you're going to dip the clothes in there over and over again. It is also from the Lithuanian Lithuanian dubus, which means deep. Deep and dip are similar. And the sound effect is going to be a dip. Just a quick little dip. Uh, real quick, I don't because uh, because I'll just say this. Um, when I do my video editing, sometimes uh, you want a like a, a dip to black. You want the footage to fade to black, but only very briefly, and then fade back from black to the next piece of footage, or maybe a dip to white or something. And so there are presets that you can just drop on there, and it's automatically just going to dip to black. Uh, so that's just one of my. My personal context of seeing this word dip. It's like a, it's like a where to lower briefly, momentarily, that kind of thing. All right. The very last word is the second form of dip, which is a noun from 1599. One, an act of dipping, especially a brief plunge into the water for sport or exercise, as in, a quick dip in the pool. Just a quick dip. I just want to get wet and feel refreshed on this hot summer day. Uh, another example would be a, a polar plunge dip. Last year, uh, Sharon, my wife, and my niece did that. They did a quick dip into the very cold water in March, I think, in Chicago, Lake Michigan. Uh, and this year, I think they're going to do it again, and I might do it with them because last year I was actually out of town for work. So I might have a very cold dip in a couple of months, and I just don't know how I feel about that yet. Okay, two, inclination downward. 
That's number two. And then 2A is, uh, the synonym is pitch, P-I-T-C-H. Inclination down, like a plane, pitches. So they've got the, um, oh, I can't even think of the words that they use anymore. But pitch, when the nose goes either down or up, I think those are the the two ways the pitch could go. Uh, And the other ones are yaw, maybe, and the other one I don't remember. Uh, 2B, so we're still talking about inclination downward. 2B, a sharp downward course, and the synonym is drop, as in a dip in popularity. This podcast has has no dips in popularity. It just goes up and up and up and up and up. This, uh, you know, that's how it goes. I'm just being silly here. 2C, the angle that a stratum or similar geological feature makes with a horizontal plane. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, rocks typically are, are straight across, but if there is, like, earthquakes or, uh, yeah, w- with the earthquakes, with the tectonic plates, you know, they're going to create the mountains maybe, and so things get off tilted and angled, and uh, I guess that, um, I guess you would use dip to talk about the the angle, the, the angle that a stratum or similar geological feature makes with a horizontal plane. Three, the angle formed with the horizon by a magnetic needle free to rotate in the vertical plane. The vertical plane? The need, the magnetic needle. I don't know which needle we're talking about. Uh, I, I think of the compass. I would think that's on the horizontal plane. Hmm, that's a dip, too. That's probably for boats and planes. Number four, the synonyms are hollow and depression, as in a dip in the road. And hopefully there is a sign on the side that says dip. Usually there is, not all the time. Just uh, just watch out for the dips in the road. Also as in, here it is again, a dip of snuff. Uh, I Yeah, dip of snuff. It's I still just think snuff is so funny. 6A. A sauce or soft mixture into which food may be dipped, as in bean dip. What other dips can we think of? Well, there's hummus. That's a that's just a fantastic one. Um, you know, somebody might want to dip something in in mayo. Uh, bitchin' sauce has been a popular dip in our household. Um, in that new show, Only Murders in the Building. Martin Short's character loves dips. Everything he eats is dips. You dip a thing into a thing. And you know what? He He's not wrong. I mean, I, I don't blame him for loving the dips. Any sort of dip, baba ganoush, some sort of yogurt, tahini, those are all great dips. I love to dip a thing into another thing. Uh, yeah, those, those are some pretty fantastic foods. 6B. A liquid preparation for the dipping of something, especially an insecticide or parasiticide for the dipping of animals, as in a sheep dip. <laughs> it's a sheep dip. If I heard a sheep dip, I would think it was like a, uh, a dip that you made out of sheep, a thing that you can put your, your, hum- your, your pita into, but your, your chips, salsa, that's another dip. Uh, but, uh, but no, this is you dip the sheep into the thing to get rid of the insects and the parasites. And then lastly, number seven is slang, and the synonym is pickpocket. 
because they're just going to dip their hand into your pocket and take out all of your stuff and then later you realize it and you're very sad that you didn't put your things into a more safe place you dang pickpockets all right that was it what were the words we had diorama diorite diascuri dioxane dioxide dioxin dip and dip dip there's so many things that you can dip that are dippable that the dipping happens uh i do like diorama uh but i don't know dip i feel like dip i love the food dips uh love to take a little dip in the pool or the lake if you know you got to cool off i don't know yeah let's pick dip let's pick dip is the word of the episode a dance dip uh sharon and i had our our 10 year anniversary and we got some pictures and so we had we we did briefly did a little dip we did a spin and a dip because the photographer was taking some pictures and that was fun uh let's see i mean there's obviously the song when i dip you dip you dip no when i dip you dip we dip when i dip you dip when i dip we do dip did we all we all do the dipping i don't even know who sang that song but i know that line uh dip dip let's go for a dip Dip, dip your chips in the salsa and the guacamole. Guacamole is one of the best dips. Hummus is a great dip. Bitchin' sauce is a dip. These are all the dips I can think of in the moment. I love dipping things in other things, especially guacamole. That is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.